WBNE. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So get your entire worldview shaken by some new members of your clan. And become an actual pirate instead of just a space pirate. Because today we're bringing you The Mandalorian. Chapter 11, The Heiress, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, whom we all stand. We're all in. Bryce Dallas Howard is yeah, big, the future. Big fan. Big, huge big, fan. Big fan. Uh, came out November 13th, 2020, which is just two days ago. I got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ethan, is this the best episode of The Mandalorian? Uh, Yeah. I agree. This yeah. was so I think cool. So. I still really like the first episode from this season. A lot. First episode with the crate dragon. The crate dragon. Yeah, I think that yes. one was probably like. I think if you ask me that again at the end of the season, I think I will say that one is better than this one. Definitely a recency bias. It could be because I really liked last week's as well a lot more than you did, and I still really like last week's. I mean, I like um, that a lot less than both of these. So like, yeah, this is ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The last one was a seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I would say like if I was inclined to, to rate things uh, all the way up to the top, tippy tippy top of the scale, um, I would agree with that. Like this, this is this is twenty percent better than last week. If you were to give it a, out of 100 where does it land um probably like 85 you know what i love about this show what this episode is 35 minutes long oh yeah dude this was so good um <laughs> what a crazy this was so good because so the first episode of the season was was long right there was a lot accomplished in that right this was this accomplished about the same amount of stuff in 35 minutes right yeah so we got the I introduction mean, of uh let's just go ahead and did adassi just quit on me no okay uh we got the introduction of 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 a new not a new but like a definitely not a new but uh more Mandalorians that I didn't know about. Yeah, I my understanding is at least I think it's Bo Katan. Bo Katan, yeah. Is is a character from the other shows, but but I don't think you need that. And and this is I do think this is cool. It is the same actress like it was the voice actor right that's yeah that's super neat that's super cool that is super um, neat uh i stand i so simply stand her i like that she so like as a mandalorian viewer we get this inclination that the dark saber is this like harbinger of death type weapon yes like 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 you don't immediately trust bo katan for a few reasons like one she's dismissive of the clan of mandalore that mando is from right so that's bad i don't think any, i didn't i didn't distrust her at all honestly really yeah so i don't know i guess that's just like the the budding like ex-christian in me that is just like <laughs> Uh, the eventuality that I will that I will no longer believe in that faith. We're not entirely sure where we land on that one right now. But when she was like, because so let's not even talk about the dark saber yet. I want to I want to start with this thing, right? So Ma the Mandalorian Dinjarin meets a bunch of other Mandalorians that come in and save the day. Uh, and he's like, oh hey, oh my god, it's so good to see you. Like you guys are real Mandalorians. Like this is so cool. You're not definitely not a guy who just stole Boba Fett's armor. And then they all take their helmets off, and he's like, what? No way. Okay, so, so the last thing I heard you say was that we stand Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't think it was. <laughs> that would have been wild because you responded a lot. Uh, we do stand Bryce Dallas Howard, though. I do want to say that um, every time she comes up as a director on one of these things, I'm like, oh, that's wild. Bryce Dallas Howard directing? Like, her dad isn't one of the single greatest film directors of all time. Right. She like, also, I think, has directed a lot of stuff. I don't know if she had. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I know she directed an episode of season one. Uh, I don't know what else she's directed off the top of my head. I know her primarily as an actor. Uh, uh, but like, she has eight credits as a director, so just to put that out there. What are, what are they? Uh, she's done a few shorts. 
uh, Orchids, When You Find Me, those are both shorts. Call Me Crazy is a TV movie. M83 is a short. Uh, she did a Vanity Fair, uh, the episode on the 60s of their Decade series. Soulmates, which is a short. And Dads, which is a documentary. And then two episodes of The Mandalorian. Cool. Well, I'm excited for Bryce Dallas Howard to uh, take over the family business, as it were. Because this episode's rad. Like, this, this episode is absolutely is so awesome. Rad. This episode is rad. If there's a moment where after Mando has, like flown off the ship where the other three mandos fly off the ship and then it blows up yeah that moment to me was was my favorite oh okay <laughs> like just to include that at all i thought was super super cool. yeah uh this is awesome okay so we were talking about bo katan um yeah so she like she the man she pulls her helmet off and the mandalorian's like yo why did you do that you're not real mandalorians and she's like oh sweetie honey bear you're not real Mandalorian. You're not a real Mandalorian. And and I, my brain immediately was like, mm, of course. Well, and, and I think what's super interesting about this is the, like, the challenging narrative. Because we know Din Djarin wasn't born a Mandalorian. He is he not a descendant of Marilor. Mandalore. Yeah, he's a foundling, and like he adopted this lifestyle. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's super fascinating that like. Well, and I don't want it to become about a division between them because, or division between them because she is descended of Mandalore and he is not. Like that would suck. That would be a sucky thing to be the reason that they don't like gel necessarily. I think they do gel. I think at first he was like, "You suck," and then he was like, no, "But they, you're really good at they fighting." They do. I just mean like this is not the last we're going to see of Bo-Katan. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like I hope she doesn't come back. Like, well, you're not a real Mandalorian because you weren't born of mandalore right like you're you're a foundling right i don't think that's going to be the case um but this is i mean this is life right this is the trend the trend progressive trend is always away from cultism right like that's theoretically what you want right to to more open and accepting and like definitely the whole time i've been like this this dude's views are kind of cray like they're a little bit out there uh for sure the whole you can never take your helmet off thing is bonkers but he does like he we spent a lot of time in season one and this is an episode i really liked that i think people forget about uh on the like farming planet where they take out the atat oh you 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 liked that episode i never would have known i do like that you're episode. a big fan of that episode i never would have been able yeah to yeah big fan yeah no really really yeah yeah oh man i never would have guessed yeah so what that episode doesn't do an excellent job of uh is like I think he was there for a really long time. Yeah. And I don't think that people realize that because he was like at a point where he was comfortable taking his helmet off, not in front of anybody, but like we at least see him take his helmet off in that episode. And yeah. that, because like hey, every hey, time. Quick, hey, real quick. You know who directed yeah. that episode? Bryce Dallas Bryce Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so he, yeah, I, do, I actually do think that episode does a really good job of showing this. I, I definitely got that vibe from that episode, and, and he does take his helmet off, and he's comfortable taking his helmet off. Uh, or n- not around people, obviously, like, he doesn't take it off in front of Cara Dune, and he doesn't take it off in front of the child, ever, which is something we learn in this episode, right? Like, yes. not even the child, because they take their helmets off, and he looks up, the child looks up at him like, hey, do that, dad. Right. <laughs> I love the child in this one, too. Did you, when, when the child was eaten by the sea monster, were you like, oh, not, man. Not for a second, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how are they going to work their like, way out of the this child- does not the child clearly does not need uh the mandalorian to save him ever uh he approved that with the mudhorn yeah that child could have exploded that beast from the inside out yeah uh and just doesn't because it's a it's it's a fictional property right like we have to have drama that's fine um, right no, so the so the the Mandalorians, what what do they call him? The cult, child of the Watch, and the yeah. Watch was like this crazy Mandalorian extremist cult that like wants a return to the old way. Yeah, uh, that 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 tracked a hundred percent with me. I was like, you're you're my new favorite. You're willing to call this dude out on his BS. I I accepted it blindly, completely yeah, you, blind. You were like, I am the new Mandalore. I am. Who cares? I am. That's Ethan. Right. I was like, this this show's about her now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bo Katan. Uh, right. And then she talks about, you know, she she wants, she's all like, there's something that I want. You know, we need, I need this ship. There's something I want for the Empire. And, I was, and, and it was a little bit sus. I was like, this is kind of crazy. And we're going, we're going to become real pirates. So, yeah, that was super cool. I didn't know if she was cer- searching for the Darksaber or just like the Empire has, because the Empire killed a ton of Jedi. I thought she, I definitely thought it was a saber. I didn't think it was the Darksaber. I didn't think about that at all. I was just like, oh, she wants something, right? Like the quid pro quo. Like he needs something. She wants something. They help each other. That's how this show works. Right. It didn't yeah, even occur he, to me he, until until they started talking to Grand Moff Gideon on the phone. And I was like, oh, she's looking for the Darksaber. And, and then, then we that learned. dude, that dude, you know, uh, freaking the Imperial captain dude is just, he, Grand Moff Gideon's like, you know what to do. He just ices his two guys right there and is like, okay, it's on. Let's go. I'll tell you this. I would die for left chair Imperial pilot. They do a really good job in this show with the pilots in general of all of them, right? Yes. Like X-Wing pilots. I know one of them is Dave Filoni, Mr. Mr. Guy, Mr. Big Pants. Mr. But, Clone Wars. But uh, yeah, even in the last episode, I was like, this is the, they're the best part of this episode. Uh, I do want to return to Frog Lady real quick uh, for a second. I'm glad she has some redemption. I'm glad that like, they show up and like Frogman is there and Frogman he does is there and know. they just get to have fun right he they get to have they have kids right and they show the kid to to baby they got a little frog baby and they show it to the child and they're like mm, can't eat this except it's more like <laughs> can't eat this and he's like but but want to eat but look so yummy but look yummy and it's great and and this is one of those those instances where the subtitles really helped sell the plot for me when i was watching it with subtitles because like they're on the dock and she's just like screaming and then the subtitle comes up frogman yelling in frog yes and i was like yes frogman's here frog man. i do i think what i love about this being a tv show is how insanely convenient it is that like you land on a random planet and oh as luck would have it frogman is on not just this planet this dock right this- of course <laughs> that's always star wars though right like right they, they go, we go one- into the moss eisley cantina and you wouldn't believe it there's and han solo there's han solo <laughs> in this this vile hive of scum and villainy right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's always star wars though uh i don't i just really really enjoyed this episode i had a lot of fun with it um i enjoyed thinking about the fact that that you know the way may not be and even when she when she leaves she's like this is the way and he's like uh is it though i love about you not 100 sure about you madam i i, I yeah I, I love that he's it's like he's going to liberal arts college for the first time, right? Like he's really challenging his beliefs for the first time right, his he entire just, he, life. He came from the deep south. He just met his first gay person. Right. Right. Like like it, the, the the idea of a homosexual just became is, is a real so living, new. breathing human being for him. Right. And it's so good because I do love and I, I love that she's like, I've been a Mandalorian for three generations. You half generation twit. This armor is old. Your new shiny armor is a relic of the past. Like it's it's all of these different feelings just conflicting right and and i also think he looks so badass in his armor he looks so cool who mando mando yeah, yeah. it's so cool um, i like the the mud horn patch dude i mean like i so I, this is one of those things where like watching it i didn't feel like it was a callback watching her on screen i didn't feel like it was a callback to anything and it was definitely one of those like let your air out of the tires moments when i got on the internet after this episode i i found and I sent to you, there's like a one minute TikTok that explains everything you need to know about right. this character and their motivations. And that, and it's like, it's like a scene from Clone Wars that was shot like the Peveril Brothers she- scene. Yeah. And like, 
that's all I needed. That's every. I don't need seven seasons of TD. I needed this one minute of content right. to catch me up to speed. Yeah, or, and, or like one Wikipedia article. Right, and that's that's. I think what's been most frustrating, and I uh, truthfully, I don't want every episode of the Mandalorian to be like, if you watch the Clone Wars, you're mean to me, because that's not how I feel, and it's not like tainting my view of this show. It's just here's here's the permission I want to give to fans of the clone wars you can just share the knowledge you learned from that show that's what i want to give you you don't need to be a dick about it you don't need to be like surprised someone hasn't seen it you can just happily share the information without fear that like i'm gonna have something spoiled i want to be up to speed i'm not watching seven seasons of tv of any show between now and next monday no not 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 (laughs) happening Uh, i have a show i'm watching right now anyway it would go in the queue behind several other things right so just go ahead and catch Um, me up to speed but like so legitimately I, I watched this episode and I was like, oh man, we got new Mandalorians. We got a new idea about Mandalorians and about their, like, their creed and everything. And she's searching for the Darksaber. And I get on Twitter and the first, like, 18 posts I see are like, uh, not my Bo-Katan. Oh, but it is. And I'm like, oh, but it is, though. Because you, you're the ones that are like, oh man, this show's so good because Dave Filoni's actually in charge. John Favreau's a little... Ah! <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and then, I think Bryce Dallas Howard's in charge. And then and then we get a character from Dave Filoni's show in Dave Filoni's other show, and you're all like, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. This is not the Bo-Katan that I know and love. Right. It's like people who, who complain that Anakin is too whiny. It's like, this is still George Lucas, man. This is who Darth Vader was. Like, you can't, you can't escape that. I mean, I'm one of those people that complains that Anakin is too whiny. <laughs> Uh, but also, like, I, uh, I have no problem criticizing George Lucas. No, I think George can take it. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is, it, I have no problem criticizing George Lucas. Uh, he, like, definitely had the vision, always had the vision, uh, maybe was not the world's greatest director or the world's greatest screenwriter. No, I think he, well, he might be the world's greatest director. I think he, uh, makes some bad investments or makes some bad bets, right? His, because, because, like, if you research George Lucas and learn, like, the history of George Lucas, you'd be like, this is the most innovative mind in the history of cinema. I love this person. Definitely. They're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then then he takes some bets in the prequel series that are like, oh, okay, well, that obviously didn't pan out the way that anyone was expecting it to. But also, if you watch the behind the scenes on the prequel series of like how they were shooting it and making it, like nobody was willing to stand up to George Lucas about anything. He'd be like, and then Jar Jar Binks shows up, right? Right? And yeah. like everyone because, around the set the would just like, be like, yeah, George, brilliant. That's awesome, George. And it's like, it's it's okay to tell George Lucas, well, like, so hey, maybe not. Luckily, luckily, and I never thought I would say this, but luckily the prequel series is turning out to be better than the Fantastic Beasts series. Yes. Shockingly enough. Yeah. Can uh, you imagine if they recast Anakin twice? Turns out, yeah, it turns out uh, freaking the first installation of that series is going to be the best one, looks like completely opposite of uh the prequel series but like those movies are bad because nobody was willing to stand up to to what's her face yeah because she was she was the creator right and so like george lucas was like "Mm, i don't need Lawrence kasdan i don't need anybody i need me and samuel jackson and we're gonna make some (laughs) movies purple lightsabers guys what do you think of that it's a purple lightsaber that says mother (laughs) on it It, it I love the purple lightsaber, obviously, because of the films and they're they're perfect. But when you do get into the expanded lore, there's like no place. Well, maybe there is. Maybe I'm I'm speaking up my butt now. Uh, but like nobody else has one. And that can't possibly be the case. I mean, maybe Mace Windu is the only person to ever find a purple kyber crystal. Yeah, maybe. Or. OK, so I do want to I, I will be done talking about the Clone Wars in two minutes here. OK, 
Um, okay. We do get a confirmation of Ahsoka Tano being in this series. I think that's good. Okay. Bold. Oh, I'm excited. Mostly because, like, lightsabers. I'm not excited. She shouldn't exist, right? Like, she shouldn't exist. It doesn't make any sense, and that's the last time I'm going to say this until we actually have her on screen, uh, and then I will have other things to say about the character. But, like, she has no... There's no... Okay. Here's my thing. Uh, and I, I have confirmed in the show that at at some point, she... Anakin Skywalker believes her to be dead, right? Yeah. Which is pretty freaking convenient, if you ask me. Yeah, well, obviously, right? They had to, like... But, like, I... I, I it, retcon but, everything. Because the thing that people love to say about the Clone Wars is, like, oh, there's not a whole lot of, like, canon gymnastics required to, like, get this through. And I'm like, but there is, though. <laughs> Right. Because, I'm sorry, if Anakin is going, I, I have no problem believing that a, a Jedi could have survived Anakin Skywalker's great purge of the Jedi at the yeah, end of- one did. His name's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. M- <laughs> more than one, whatever. I, I, I understand the Two meaning Jedi. of Jedi for this movie, and I think that you could claim pretty much any Jedi still being alive uh, and, and being around and just being on the Outer Rim and, and Mando needing to go to them. I do not think that that singular Jedi could be Anakin Skywalker's Padawan! Well, I mean, who else would have Anakin Anakin's chosen one training. I don't give a shit ah! about training. If if you're if you are the nearly incarnated Darth Vader and you're going to kill all the Jedi, execute Order sixty six guys, right? Like the first person you're tracking down is your d- dead or not. You're making sure that person you've got that person's corpse in your bare hands. You are looking I, for the person you trained. I, okay. You just are. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Darth Vader is notoriously bad at hunting down the Jedi closest to him. Case in point, from the films, all film canon, Obi-Wan makes it, Yoda makes it. Okay. Luke makes it, like twice. Luke makes it on purpose. Leia makes it. He had her in his hand. Could have choked her out right there. Anyway, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I will. We will have other problems when uh, we actually apparently get Rosario Dawson on screen playing this character. Uh, that's a whole different set of, of issues. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just like, it's just, I don't want this to become Clone Wars, the live action TV show. I'll tell you what I do like is that I'm pretty sure where he says Ahsoka is, is based off of the book about her and not the show, which I think is like a nice slap in the face to the Clone Wars. But it's but not I a slap in the face of the Clone that. Wars because the dude that is writing this is the dude that makes the Clone Wars. <laughs> I know. Oh. But I don't know. I'm excited for, for there to be more lightsabers on screen. That's I really like the sword fights. That's fun to me. Uh. And she has a really cool fighting style. So I'm curious as to how they'll put that like actually on screen. Because I think her fighting style is so well animated. But it's like it's well animated because it's straight up impossible. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to see like how they do that or if it is possible and I'm just naive or what. Well, she has the yeah, she has the Anakin Skywalker training, right? She should be the the best. The best. The best swordsman. Oh, man. So excited. Jedi stories. But also, like, her story, from what I understand, is pretty well wrapped up. Like, she claims the two, like, white sabers and, like, abandons the Jedi. Like, I understand that, like, people are like, oh, I wonder what happens next. I'm willing to bet what happens next is, like, oh, she finds the Jedi again and then goes back to the Jedi. And I think people would be dissatisfied with that result. But there aren't Jedi. There's just Luke right now. Yeah. Maybe she finds Luke. Like, Rey is potentially... Mark Hamill Rey is is potentially born, maybe. And Snoke and Ben and Snoke's around. Yeah, I guess this somewhere. would have been like like Luke having his training school, right? Like this this sort of time period. I don't know because you said Ray may be born and she's about the same age as Ben, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I don't know how old they are. Snoke is around. I know that. Maybe that'll come into well, he's play. He's always been around, right? Yeah, he's just Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if they get Andy Serkis in this show, I'll be stoked. I think they're gonna they're gonna stay away from the sequels with a forty foot pole. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe they'll give us Rose as like a, like they'll really build some backstory on Rose. And then when she shows up in Last Jedi, you'll be like, whoa. 
And then when she's like hardly at all in Rise of Skywalker for like new viewers who apparently watched Mando before they watched the sequel trilogy. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that'll, that'll when, eventually be a thing, right? Because like this. Yeah, people will watch like. In order. One, this comes before two, the sequel. So, the yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah. Episode three. Right, there'll be one of, of those big old, old timelines that's like he, between uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, or Captain America, the First Avenger, and Thor, you need to watch 55 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. And I'm just like, mm, no. Will not. We have to also watch all of Agent Carter. No. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, what? did you know that Bryce Dallas Howard was in the Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas? As who? Surprised who? <laughs> is that a Ron Howard movie? I don't think so. Maybe. She's in A Beautiful Mind as a Harvard student. That's a Ron Howard movie. It is a Ron Howard movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Look at that. We learned something new I was going to say, she was probably just like, he was like, bring your daughter to work day or whatever. What's mind blowing about it is that she was not like young, because in A Beautiful Mind, she was a Harvard student in 2001, just one year later. So she must have been at least a teenager. In, in, uh, in, in. In, in How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Yeah. I have no idea. I know that Ron Howard names his daughters, I mean, names his children after the places they were conceived. Well, she would have been 19, so that's a little trivia for you. Cool. When How the Grinch Stole... How old is Bryce Dallas Howard? She's born in 81. Dang. She's 39 years old. Yes. I would have said 29. She's also in Jurassic World. Yeah. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. And Jurassic World Dominion. And the Jurassic World Ride. Oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah, are we shocked? <laughs> no. <laughs> she is like the lead female in these movies. Right. Also, we've been on the Jurassic World Ride. <laughs> Nuh-uh. It's not open yet. Or maybe it is now but when we were on it it wasn't the jurassic world ride it was like the jurassic park ride or king kong ride i think it was it was not the king kong ride so it was jurassic park i mean it was jurassic world really yeah when did we go to universal oh uh, like two years ago oh. not even two years ago well, it was 2019 that that ride became a thing oh. with bryce dallas howard well whatever maybe it was still jurassic park i don't know i liked that ride i remember being like this is a this is pretty good this was the thing i was promised about universal it's like experience rides instead of thrill rides yeah that was what they always made the, the, the point about. Well, the Hulk ride is a is a thrill. That's, That's this it. big old roller coaster. That's a big old thrill. Bonkers that it's still modeled after the uh, Ang Lee Hulk. <laughs> I will say that. I don't think they're allowed to, like, get rid of it. I think that's the, th like, like, once they change anything about it, then Disney gets, like, floodgates. So they just get, they're just, like, leaving everything. That's so weird. Dude, just change it. Just You have other properties. Right, but then Disney gets the Hulk. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what? The movie's 20 years old. <laughs> like They have a Men in Black riding. Ethan. I know they should stop having a men in black ride. <laughs> Reskin it. I don't know what what else could it be. Let's think. Movie. Harry Potter ride. There you go. You get a yeah, wand. Abandon, <laughs> abandon the experiment. Make everything Harry Potter based. That's your selling point. Nobody wants to go on the Simpsons roller coaster. Nope. That's the that's the Harry Potter teacups. Yeah. God. <laughs> uh, cool. Anyway, um, the Mandalorian. What what else do we want to say about this episode? So we we learn. So, like, frog people show up, and I love the frog people. I still would die for them. Uh, I would fly for left pilot. I mean, die for left pilot. Uh, the, like, taking of the ship. I, I love how frequently we're reminded that, like, the best car armor can just take laser blasts. Like, the whole concept of the Mandalorians is like, what if we had stormtroopers who were really good shots? And uh -huh. they, like, actually pointed their guns at stuff. I love... And then... Oh, go ahead. And then, like, they never need this perfect armor they have. But then in this episode, it's like, oh, right, duh. We have bulletproof armor. And he just runs down a hallway getting shot at constantly. I love the... the I love seeing the Empire through a non-Skywalker lens every time. Just, when they're just yeah. like... The Mandalorians are just like, we deal with these people all day. They're just stormtroopers. They could hit the side of a bantha. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm idiots. sitting there like, oh, my God, it's so funny. That they're just like... because. Because the stormtroopers are like, I mean, obviously they were bad shots in the movie. And like, we 
see that all the time, but it's never like talked about. It even is talked about how good of a shot they are. Right. They, like, like the freaking, the trio are all afraid of the stormtroopers and they're this like ultimate evil. And the Mandalorians are sitting here like freaking stormtroopers. I swear to God. But like even Uncle Ben, not Uncle Ben. Well, I guess they call him Uncle Ben. I don't know. Obi-Wan Kenobi's like, these blaster bolts are too accurate for, for sand people. That's stormtroopers. As though a sand people ever misses a freaking shot in this yeah, they're show. Snipers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sand people track or travel in single file to hide their numbers. Well, I mean, that's uh, just, uh, you know, that's, that's more of the Mandalorian just uh, rehumanizing sand people. Yeah. Sand people deserve rights. And so do non the way Mandalorians. Yeah. They definitely in deserve rights. In this case, woman Mandalorians. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, uh, I think, see, my thing is when push comes to shove, obviously, I mean, it's a TV show. So like Din Djarin's going to win, but like my money would be on Bo-Katan for sure. One thing that we're, we're getting more and more of is how efficiently they can use the jetpack. Yes. Because at first it was like, you get this jetpack and it like launches you into space and it's this like useful jump maneuver and more and more it's becoming like Iron Man is able to do combat. Right. And I, I like where we're going. You're definitely seeing Mando getting better at things. Yes. And then we're also reminded how not good he is compared to like the the regular Mandalorians. Yes. Although he does thermal detonate the crap out of some stormtroopers here. True. Yes. But also like he needs his butt saved all the time. He didn't even consider for one second that the fish people were going to be like. Yeah, no, he was just to... like, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, go with I'll you. ride out in the middle of the ocean with you. Sounds great. And they're like, have you ever seen a kraken eat? I don't know what it actually was, but we'll call it a kraken. And he's like, nope. And they're like, oh, you should check it out. It's sweet. And they push the child in. Yep. He just dives in. They're like, ha, got you now. We're going to sell that Beskar, you dumb idiot. I want some Beskar. That I got to find something like... less loud to fidget with on my desk than dice. Than dice, maybe you need a, a nice padded dice tray. I have one, but that I doesn't satisfy me. Oh, it's the it's the noise satisfying you. So Might I that, recommend just, like, just rolling it into the dice tray is not as nice as just dropping it on a table, you know. Might I recommend a brand new Dreadnought deck from Vivid Voltage? Well, that's not gonna do anything for me. Uh, you... Unless I'm gonna start doing like a sleight of hand magic with my Pokemon cards, <laughs> which would was be wild. Which would be wild if you meet a card? magician that's like, pick a card, any card. Your card was Pikachu. <laughs> I actually always had this concept idea when I was a kid of like building a deck of cards out of Pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards or whatever trading card it was. Just like hearts are electric type and there's four Pikachu and that's your two. And then like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that'd be so fun. I mean, sure. But that's a lot of like, like the, the brilliance of a, of a deck of cards is that they're like easy to figure out immediately. And there's one of each. Right. And so that like, there's no rule saying you can't have five Pikachus in your deck. So if somebody's like, I'll pick a card. You got a Pikachu. You're like, hey, <laughs> they're all Pikachu. and they're all Pikachu, right? <laughs> <laughs> like the cell of the deck of cards, you assume a deck of cards is, and it never is. I mean, it's, it's magic. It's all fake, right? Like they're doing, they're doing card magic. It's all fake anyway. They've got 45 aces in that deck. You just don't know it, right. but your brain won't let you not think that the cards are what they're supposed to be. I love sleight of hand magic. I, I think it's the most fascinating thing. Uh, and it also is the most infuriating thing. It's, 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 it, oh, it's so great. Um, We actually filled an entire episode here. We filled like an episode and then some. Uh, I mean, we started mad late, but yeah. Right. But this second file has 30 minutes on it. How long? We normally record for 45 minutes. Do we? I thought we did like 30 and then wrap. We don't do 15 minutes of wrap. We do on the main show because we get distracted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we, yeah, we can stop. It's fine. I mean, I'm not saying we have to. I just, I'm trying to think of what else I have to say about I this episode. Know. Other than that, I totally freaking right. love it. Like, like the, that's the thing is like this episode was just cool. It was just real cool. Just like a I lot love of fun the, stuff happened. The, the combat 
of the the Mandos. I, I could watch Mandos traipse through a ship killing stormtroopers all day. Yeah, except you you get like eight minutes of it, and that's yeah. it. Everything happens so fast in the show because I think they're super expensive episodes to make. So I think uh, John Favreau is like, what if it was thirty minutes long instead of forty five or fifty two? What if it was a random amount of time long? Right. Like, I just said what I needed to say, and then we go to the next one. Right. Like, that is wild. Because, you know, like, every episode of Lost is, like, 44 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, every episode of The Mandalorian is a random amount of time. I mean, this is the same way that, like, uh, Game of Thrones was. Every episode of Game of Thrones was uh, an hour-ish. Sometimes it was 52 minutes. Sometimes it was, like, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. But it was just, like, there was no particular... I mean, there was, like, there was a guideline. They are short, though. They are fun, easily bite-sized things. Uh, and I am I am really enjoying this season. Um, I'm curious to see where... I mean, I know sort of you, where they're going You know what it. I really... Find, the next step is you know what i really find fascinating about watching this tv show is the rewatchability of star wars as a whole is one of the things i love about it and, and i find myself like rewatching these episodes like i'll watch it because it's 35 minutes long i'll watch it on friday when it comes out and then if olivia wakes up at 7 a.m on sunday and we record at 9 a.m I'll just watch it again. But if we were doing this with Stranger Things, I would watch it once, period. See, I disagree with you entirely there. No, I, th I think I would watch it once. And then when the season was done, I would watch the whole season again. But like individual episodes of Mando, I treat more like a film than I do oh, individual yeah, okay. episodes. Yeah, I can see that. Like I could definitely see myself in seven weeks being like, I want to watch season two, episode three of The Mandalorian right now. This is so good. And I have about 40 minutes until I need to leave. Right. Yeah. I've got 40 <laughs> minutes to do something. <laughs> Uh, I'm flying to Charlotte. So season two, episode three, here I come. It is, it is exactly the length of one <laughs> flight to Charlotte. Like you, they, from the time you're allowed to bring your phone out to the time that you, uh, have to put I'll it back. I'll admit this, Ethan, I'll admit this to you. Uh, I put my headphones on and hear nothing about the phone guidelines and usually am on my phone the entire time until I lose service Actually, in the air. Yeah, the, you don't have to put your phone away anymore. You can just, uh, you have to stow like iPads and stuff, but yeah. But if you do have to put your phone away, I don't know about it because I don't hear the lady. You have to put it on airplane mode. I don't. You don't? No. Why? Because I'm on Instagram. You can't be on Instagram if your phone's on airplane You're mode. You're on Instagram in the sky? Yeah. Up until we lose service. Like, on a flight to Charlotte, you don't ever lose service. Uh, I, I just like... The, the fact that you still have to put your phone on airplane mode is so bonkers to me that I'm afraid to not do it. I mean, they myth busted that like 20 years ago. Now, granted, they were dealing with like 2G phones then. So maybe my 5G capable device uh, I should turn off, but I don't. So... I'm Whoops. just always afraid that the plane's going to crash because I'm the one that didn't put my <laughs> my phone on airplane mode. But also, like, if it's if I'm in the sky and it's searching for signal the whole time, it's just going to murder my battery. Well, yeah, once it once it stops finding signal, on, typically to Charlotte, about five minutes into the flight, I don't have service. I was joking. Uh, and then I'll I'll put it on airplane mode and listen to a book that I've recorded or like downloaded. <laughs> that I've recorded. I've recorded. Yeah, yeah I record I, I, myself <laughs> reading uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and then I listen to that recording. Oh, see, I thought you were talking about like. Uh, like uh, my brain went to like recording it on like to a cassette tape off of the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I bust out my Sony Walkman, which I'm certain you have to put on airplane mode. Uh, that thing think, puts out. I don't think the Sony Walkman has like, <laughs> like a transmitter. Yeah, <laughs> no. I don't think get uh you can get 5g on the walkman that would be pretty cool i i recently uh found my game boy pocket and so i've i'm really excited about the prospect of flying with that but of course it doesn't have a backlit screen but you can buy a backlit screen and install it yourself and i just love the idea of like somebody looking over to me on an airplane and being like holy crap that's a game boy pocket that's a game boy pocket <laughs> right like 
Uh, I'm not super thrilled about playing Pokemon Red version at like original speed. I don't think people the... know what a Game Boy Pocket is, though. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. So I think you should. I think you should do it with a regular old like original recipe GBA Game Boy Advance. I have one of those as well. And you should uh, put the backlit, backlit screen in that, and I think then you would get that reaction from people if you just like Pokemon on a Game Boy something reckon or a Game Boy Color something recognizable. I mean, the Game Boy Pocket looks like it's not like the micro, which I would die. No, for but a Game, Game Boy, Boy Pocket micro. looks like you got a new aged Game Boy. It does. Yeah, it does look like you uh, bought like a Raspberry Pi Game Boy device. Right. Uh, which I would also do. Like, I would be all in on that but as well. But if you're talking about if you're talking about airplane co-seat person shock factor, you need a, I d- an immediately like, recognizable, like, this is a Game Boy from the 90s. I uh, I don't know. I think Jonathan has our original Game Boy. We only had one because they were very expensive and there were three of us and Jonathan was the oldest. Um, so I don't think I can steal that. I also would feel really bad modding that. I don't think there's nearly as much market for a Game Boy Pocket. Just buy one on eBay. Like an original Game Boy? Yeah. Like a Game Boy Color. Oh, I have a Game Boy Color. I could do that. Well, you're talking about an original Game Boy? Yeah. No, that's too big. I, wouldn't that be the best? They would be like, pull out any device larger than a cell phone, and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> oh, in TSA, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is She'd be like, are those batteries? Like double A's? It's four of them. Yep. <laughs> yep. Four of them. Good Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right now i think it's wrap time oh. okay thanks for listening to this episode of the monday lorian this is the way this is the way our art is by vision brandon our music is by four years strong yeah um i'm ethan etchell each style carl until next time arrivederci this is the way